John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. International comedy podcast. It's been a while. It has been a a while. Good to to see you. Yeah, yeah. Well, good to see you with your new haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm glad you noticed. Yeah, Yeah, this is fresh. This is today. I mean, this is less than an hour old, actually. So a long time ago, back in episode whatever it was, 60-something maybe, I told you about the barber. I just got sick of the barber. He was cutting my hair at the till. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so near me, there's like only mega expensive barbers, which I definitely don't need, yeah. or guys who like who are like that. Or there's like one competent cheap one, but you have to wait like an hour and a half. And I'm just right. not. I just refuse. You can't book it. You know? No, no. Yeah. So I've, I, I've taken to doing my own hair. What do you think? Yeah. Like, oh, you did this by yourself. It's all right, isn't it? Well, the so the the missus that did the back of it. I, like she, her dad had these like uh, you know clippers. Yeah, yeah, gave us them. Yeah, yeah. So he did the back, and then I sort of tidied the rest up. Right, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Well, giving me a run for my money. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. Yours is more straightforward, shall yeah. we say? <laughs> but the the interesting thing when my missus is doing the back of my hair, so I got her to do the back bit, and then come back in at the end just to tidy it up yeah. and we've got one of those little sort of uh, raise, electric razor ear trimmer yeah, shaver yeah. things and I said I'll oh, just shave my neck will you and she was like oh okay and <laughs> it gave me a kind of insight into how much she hates my back hair yeah, because yeah. she went she went down much further than <laughs> a normal person would have gone down. She was ticking your asshole, was she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've basically got bald shoulders. <laughs> she's just wretched as she's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Vomiting down my back. <laughs> wow. So, well, yeah. Next weekend's Father's Day, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I might ask. Get my daughters to shave my back just to. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, that should really be for Mother's Day, a nice little yeah. treat for your wife. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I went my because uh, my kids have been on holiday, but they need new school shoes, so we end up going to there's this big shopping centre um, in Leeds. So we were supposed to be going to my friend's house for a barbecue to watch the Champions League final. So. It was like, I said to my missus, we can go shopping after Japanese school, but we need to be quick. Like, I'm not fanning around, you know, like, it's first, first shoe shop, right, do they fit? Yeah, bang. But anyway, as we're walking through this... We're off. Yeah, she was like, oh, you know, you know, what do you want for Father's Day? And we're in, we ended up in this sports shop. And um, I was like, oh, I don't really need anything. Like, I've got loads of T-shirts, and I'm trying to not buy clothes. Um but what I do need is a baseball cap that fits my head because <laughs> you were talking about like cutting your hair. I um, I got sunburn. I went camping. I got sunburn on my bald head, and then as the hair's growing through, <laughs> it makes all the hair flaky. So my just 
so it's like having dan mega dandruff mega dandruff but with no hair um and then <laughs> and then when you try the only advantage to being bald yeah. well the thing is and then when you try and cut your hair so like obviously it starts looking like a fucking you know like a dog chewed tennis ball so but then when you try to cut your hair because it's all blistered and stuff it hurts so um i was like oh, i need i need a nice baseball cap and so we, when we were in the shop i bought my daughter some trainers and then saw this baseball cap that fit and it was like an adidas one that was kind of good so i was like oh i'll have that so then get to the till and just end up buying it for myself (laughs) 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 and just say oh there you go happy father's day (laughs) fucking i've just paid for it i just fucking paid for it did you give it did you give it back to them so that you could at least wrap it no i needed it yesterday for uh for watching football so If I may say, your head is looking a relatively yeah. normal colour today, yeah, so it is, yeah. it's done its job, hasn't it? It has done its job. <laughs> John, 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 Sam, in Japan. This is JNSNJ News. It's time for the news. John, what have you got for us? All right, so this is from uh, the Mirror Online. And, um, yeah, so, well, I guess, as always, it's an unbelievable story. So it starts off with something that is possible, but then we'll have to decide whether or not we believe the uh, the next bit of it or whether she's just an attention seeker. But anyway, so the headline is, there's a couple of missing words. Miracle mum survives something, and now she knows when something is coming. So what do you think the two missing words might be right so she's survived so, it so she survives and, it, and now, now she knows when it's she's got like spider she can sense. sense when it's gonna ha- happen again or something yeah. so it, okay let me a couple let me have three yes or no's yeah, yeah is it to do with like an an animal no is it to do with a natural phenomenon yes yeah yeah uh would would most people say that this phenomenon is actually a thing? Oh yeah, no, no. It's, it's as a, in like it's a it's a hundred percent phenomenon that happens all the time. Yeah, we're doing well saying phenomenon, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a difficult word. And, um, okay, uh, so I well, well, the first the thing that springs to my mind first, but it might just be because I live on a massive uh fault line is uh earthquake all oh, right good guess but, but it's not no yeah i didn't because is she from is she from england uh this no this or? is this is uh again from good old us of a uh, america yeah. <laughs> okay so okay so my second guess will be well in that case they have quite a lot of tornadoes don't they so tornado then final guess all right no it's not a tornado so it's uh, a Mum who miracle mum survives a lightning strike and now she knows when ah, okay. a storm is coming. So, um, <laughs> so it says a mum a mum who survived a devastating lightning strike in front of her six kids claims she can now sense when a storm is coming. 
Kimberly Crone from Forney, Texas, USA, was washing up a frying pan in the kitchen after feeding her children, then aged from six months to nine years, um, in June 2009 during a huge storm. So an astonishing 1,200 lightning strikes were recorded in the city in five minutes, and she heard two loud booms. Moments later, a huge lightning bolt came through a light in the kitchen ceiling, bounced off the pan she was holding, and hit her straight in the chest in front of her kids. (laughs) So... Um, yeah, yeah, she said. I, she told uh, ABC News, "I picked it up. I picked up the frying pan like this, and I moved it over. And before I could even get a hand to it, the lightning came through the light. I can remember the pain. I can remember the burning smell. I felt on fire, and all I could think of was, I wish it would hurry up and end." Fortunately, her nine-year-old son <laughs> came to the rescue and called nine one one. He told the dispatcher that lightning had come through the ceiling and uh, that it hit his mum, and she was hurting real bad. So, um. I mean, we don't need to play it, but it says a recording of the call was released, which hears the distressed boy begging for the ambulance to come as he pleads for his mum not to die. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a funny part of the story, but... <laughs> yeah, let's let's skip over the uh, distressed child as quick as we can. So another, another bolt of lightning hit the uh, home in a different room and ended up blowing up the family computer. So the emergency services arrived wow. 16 minutes later and she was rushed to a hospital where she spent the next three days. She spent 26 hours in emergency room. Um, so she suffered terrible seizures and her entire nervous system shut down as a result of the lightning attack. And this is where it gets interesting. So it says, two years later, she revealed how she's now able to sense a looming storm, but it causes her chest to hurt. She revealed, I still hurt. My chest will get real tight when a storm's coming, especially the closer it gets. As far as a lightning strike, you're always going to be scared. You're always going to be nervous. She suffers from dizzy spells and is prone to the odd hot flush. Menopause. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, it said... I mean, I don't really understand why they've put this story on now, but it says this woman has not spoken about her horrendous experience um, since 2011. And then it says she last made a public appearance in 2017 when she donated food to the Forney Food Pantry. But that's her own name. Um, according to reports, she's said to be living in the area where the lightning strike happened. So, again, not quite sure why the Mirror Online has decided to put that on um, now. Uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but the guy, whoever is in charge, has had that in his back pocket like since 2009. <laughs> well, Lee, <laughs> like, says Liam Buckler, yeah, Liam Buckler, US news reporter, posted that story 10 or 5 on the 11th of June 2023. Liam, what are you doing? <laughs> Fucking stealing a living. I mean, is, is this what was he on Twitter? Let's get him. Yeah, should we see if we can find Liam? What's he what did I say, Liam? <laughs> Liam Buckler. Reporter, let's have a look, see if we can get him. <laughs> you should ask him. Like, send him a send him a message if he's on there, and say, Liam, what what made you decide to release this yeah. this, uh, this article fourteen years after the event? Yep. Right. <laughs> Talking about having your finger on the pulse. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there is actually quite a lot of. Uh, information on him so i'm on twitter now so what should we what should we word how should we say it um i'd say i'd be polite and nice about it but like say hey hey liam i just saw your i just i just saw your uh uh article in the mirror on the mirror online yeah i'm wondering why why what why you've posted it now when the uh, because you don't want him just to ignore you it'd be good to get a response wouldn't it yeah yeah um right um Let's have a look. So, is there a is there a 
is there a particular reason why you're reporting that story now? Has something else happened? Like you're kind of interested. Um, right. Okay. So I've sent him a copy of the story and said, uh, hi, just curious as to why um, you've decided to submit this story at this time, seeing as the events happened so long ago. Do you think that's a bit too... And maybe put at the end, has like has there been some new developments? Or like like... Like you're trying, yeah. So you're not just being snarky. No, right. Has there been any? Has there been any more developments? Yeah, uh, or something that. like that. Yeah, and then we'll see if he gets back to us. Good old Liam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right. I was just going to have a bit of a stalk now and like uh, find out what other stories he's been writing. <laughs> <laughs> Germany, Germany invades Poland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll see see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stay tuned. I mean, there could be later in the episode. You wouldn't want to turn off listeners because... <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think there it There could will... be some really... I don't reckon he'll reply that quick because he's, uh, he's in America, so it'll be night time for him. Uh, unless he's scowling the archives for another news story. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, uh, considering Liam's put that story on like 14 y- years after the event, if the woman in question stumbles across that article, I think it's probably going to come as quite a shock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was G&S-N-G News. Now then, listeners, Sam says he's got something special for us, a little bit of something special. No idea what this is going to be. <laughs> Not quite sure I ever used the word special, but it's nice of you to have such faith in me. <laughs> um, I got a thing. I, I've, um, we sometimes, you know, we, we talk about our uh, wives and children and the kind of love and pain that comes from the situation. <laughs> and I've got, I've, I've recorded some fa- familial event that I want to share with you, the audio. <laughs> my, um, my missus went out again uh, on the weekend morning, like she has a tendency to do, <laughs> find any excuse to get out of the house. But to be fair, this time, yesterday, Saturday morning, she went to, there was a meeting at the nursery school. So she went to that, and then I stayed home looking after the two kids. That's fine, just a few hours. Uh, but something happened that happens so often when you're the only one in the house with the kids, and I'm definitely sure it's happened to you. Can you have a guess? What, what do you think... Uh, how was I disturbed? Let's say. Well, is, is it does it involve bodily fluids from one of the kids? <laughs> uh, we you're in the right ballpark. Right. Was the kid sick? No. It's more like I was trying to get on with something. Oh, you were trying to have a and shit. They were and they were fighting. <laughs> Wow, you you you're basically there. I'll give you. I'll just push you over the line. So what what happened was, I yes, I I had a coffee in the morning. Decided that <laughs> it was necessary to visit the little boys' room. So I didn't like announce that I was going off to do it. Just like sneaked off. But my younger son 
he kind of noticed that I disappeared from the living room <laughs> and came to find me. And the door we've got for the toilet is like one of these sliding doors. And the lock for it, you lock it from the inside and it has like a little red symbol outside. But you can dig your nail into the red bit right. and switch it around. And you can you can basically open it from yeah, the outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like a child safety thing, I suppose. So anyway, he's got this habit of when I'm trying to do my business, he comes in and has a chat with me. So I've got the audio of him uh, just coming in and having a chat while I'm trying to get on with it. <laughs> I hate it when the kids do that. Can you just not leave me alone? Can they open yours from the outside, your bathroom? Uh, no, not now, because I've got a proper... Ah, <laughs> proper lock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, go on. So take a look at it. There's there's a few parts to this, but I'll play you the first part. Right. So this is, you can hear him. You hear some like scratching around. That's him trying to get the door open and me sort of fighting back, leaning over, trying to keep the door locked. <laughs> so this <laughs> is part one anyway. <laughs> oh. No, I'm the Royal Go away. Where? He's <laughs> saying, I want to I be looking. Basically, the first part yeah, yeah. where we're having sort of wrestling over the door, trying to—I'm trying to keep it shut and locked. Yeah, yeah, and he's not having any of it. I mean, I don't know why he's so interested. And then part two, what happens? He he buggered off for like a minute, and then he came back and he decided that actually, after not needing a poo all morning, even though I'd asked him like a lot of times, because obviously you know <laughs> to make sure he's at the stage now where <laughs> we don't, you know. We can trust him to say when he needs a poo yeah, yeah. nearly all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so so he came back a minute later. Uh, he had a little think about his strategy about how he was going to get in. And he decided that he was he was going to do a poo instead of me. So this is the this is him <laughs> with his second strategy to get into the bathroom. <laughs> you have to wait your turn. <laughs> you don't want to poo. I don't want I think you mean I want to poo. <laughs> but I want to poo. Oh, you do, do. All right, two minutes. Relaxing Saturday morning. Ah, oh, what a shit. <laughs> I know, I know. It's you, like, you know, I just, I, I look after you and I entertain you like all day. Just give me a fucking break. Just let me fucking evacuate yeah. the bowel by myself for a couple of minutes. <laughs> just literally an advert for not having kids in it. I know, I know. So, uh, 
the the final part the final part was so and there's no <laughs> you don't get any sense of what happened in between so i finished up and then he did he did need a poo and he did do one yeah. but then i thought right fuck you i'm coming in the toilet and i'm going to stand in front of you so as <laughs> let's see if you like it <laughs> and do you think he liked it yeah he probably loved it bit of attention <laughs> well, let's <laughs> let's find out if he did <laughs> okay Daddy, go away. Pardon? Go away. Go away. <laughs> no, I think I might stand here and watch oh. you from 30 centimetres away. <laughs> at this at this point, he started punching the air. <laughs> like, and making psh noises. <laughs> psh, psh, like punching me. <laughs> what does that mean? No. Alright, well tell me when you're ready. I'll come and wipe your bum, sir. <laughs> so, so, yeah. He's happy to break in, literally break in, and ruin my five <laughs> minutes of relaxation. But you do it to him, and he's like, yeah. hey, go away. <laughs> so, I don't, know, don't know if you've got any advice for me, but... Yeah, I don't know. They just hope that they just grow out of it, don't you? <laughs> you think he might be like 17 still like try, trying to pry the door open <laughs> yeah. well i'll tell you what if that is the case if it's still the case in 10 years i'll record again because yeah. i can tell you what the conversation wouldn't be quite so can you go away yeah. in me <laughs> Get out of the toilet, you fucking pub. Well, I've got because I've got I live in a small house. I've only got well the one toilet, which is in the bathroom. So I used to enjoy having a nice relaxing bath, um, but now I'm having to make sure the doors unlocked whenever bath, just in case one of my two daughters decides that they're that desperate that they need to come and have a piss or a shit while I'm fucking lying in the bath trying to read. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I was, sat on the toilet going, what, what, what are you reading? Well, just shut up. Just do your business and get out. I don't. <laughs> in the in the words of in the words of Keo, yeah. go away. What have you? Uh, what have you been up to uh, in the in the time we've been apart? Yeah, well, so like I said, it was been half term. So I had one week off. My kids' school got two weeks off, but so we finished. I finished work on a Friday, and my brother picked me up straight from school, and then him and my dad and me we went down to we were going to London for my dad was sixty back in February, so as a sort of a belated yeah, present. Happy birthday! Yeah, me and my brothers and sisters all chipped in, and we. Decided to give him like a boys' weekend uh, watching. There was a Premier League rugby final, Saracens versus Sale at Twickenham. 
So, um, sorry, sorry for interrupting. The, you said y- your brothers and your sisters, you all chipped in for a boys' weekend. So, your sister didn't, did she go on the boys' weekend? No, no, but she's sister, like, no, she's, no. you've all gone. I mean, I don't know. It seems like it's imbalanced. Well, no, to me, I mean, to be fair, my sisters and my mum, they fuck off to like Mexico for like a week and stuff, and you know, <laughs> New York and like I say. Berlin. So, like, it's the least they could do. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't. I didn't have the full information, did no, I? No, <laughs> no. So, no. When when it came to like, oh, you're gonna have two nights away. Popped out to Twickenham. They've yeah. been to Cancun. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it is. They literally went to bloody Mexico to for a week to a cousin's wedding and stuff. Um, like a girls' tour. They've been to Denver together. Yeah, loads of European getaways. Um, but yeah. Anyway, but we just so he picked me up. We drove down. We stopped. We decided we were gonna have a night. Uh, halfway between so I'd never been to Cambridge so a very famous sort of place so I'd paid for this sort of travel lodge and we'd get there like I don't know about six o'clock and the guy as we're checking is like oh are you guys here for the beer festival I'm like nope but this sounds <laughs> fucking amazing we are now yeah so um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Carlsberg don't make boys weekends <laughs> yeah, but no. if they did <laughs> so I mean we've like sort of walked and it's like in this huge park we were like ah oh, brilliant yay so we've landed on his feet here and then you kind of get there and then the queue to get in was like massive so oh, fucking hell oh um, no so but we were like oh well we'll just go and have a few drinks because it goes on till i don't know half 10 11 or something so it was like and this was like you know say seven o'clock so i said well, well go find some other pubs and have a bit of a so we end up like finding some nice pubs like i think the first pub walked into the oldest pub in cambridge it's a very different sort of clientele Lots of very multicultural, <laughs> lots of sort of posh students, which you know, you mean, you mean there wasn't a full kit wanker and a guy with a face tattoo for you uh, to, to befriend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, to be fair to them, they'd probably be better than some of these fucking oity toity cunts. Um, wow, you, I mean, the people in question, I mean, they did spike your drinks actually, if we remember rightly, yeah, yes, that is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like we're in this we're in this pub and like there's a bar and there's a very friendly barmaid just serving us and then the next time we went to the bar there's just this group of sort of young early 20s very posh boys and girls and um this one of them was sort of fop, you know like floppy haired sort of you know like Hugh Grant in Four Weddings and a Funeral sort of talking like that and he um just like knocked over like a load of stuff on the bar and they just didn't even apologize and this woman was just like I'm to pick it up and um just carried on his conversation even though he just knocked over a whole like uh like there's pots of like knives and forks and cutlery and stuff and he just knocked it all over wow i just didn't even acknowledge it so oh, i'm sorry didn't even apologize or yeah. anything which pissed me off <laughs> so, yeah uh, as in entitlement oh, in, it in is. A yeah, yeah um but yeah then we went to the beer festival beer festival was great like uh just i mean my dad's very affable and you know start talking to random people and yeah, it was good. Met these two twins. We were stood in the middle of this, yeah, it was like 3,000 people beer tent. And then these two twin sisters came over and were like, can we talk to you? You seem, you three seem very tall. Where are you from? We started chatting to them. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the choice of words of you seem very tall. Yeah. Like there might be some doubt about <laughs> yeah. it. Well, my brother. Are you on stilts? <laughs> no, well, my brother, you see, he was um, the week be- weekend before. He's been, he'd done his very first ever bodybuilding competition 
Like, um, so he'd been oh, on, right. so he'd been on stage, um, like in his budgie smugglers, and uh, he actually finished. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah, no, he'd, he'd finished second, so he'd gone. The whole family had gone over to oh, Hull yeah. to watch him. So, yeah, um, congratulations. Oh, I mean, it's mad, but I mean, so you imagine <laughs> the sort of state of his body, and then there's me and my dad. I think I'd had kebab at this point, so kebab juice all <laughs> over my face, like fucking pissed, up. and then um, he's there fucking drinking you know, water and like flexing his muscles. Oh, wow. So he's at the beer festival oh, having a... Having yeah. A, a, a yeah, yeah. But I, uh, and also like, because when they did the, uh, what's it called? The bodybuilding competition, they paint, they spray paint you with this stuff that's basically brown. It's like the shit they used to paint a fence. So he, he looks like right. a fucking... <laughs> like varnish. Yeah, six foot two, massive umpa lumpa because he's fucking orange. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Um, but I mean, you have to be somewhat careful when yeah. you're taking the piss. I imagine. Last thing, nobody, nobody did take An the piss. An yeah, a pretty hard umpalumpa. Yeah. No, but it was good. Yeah, we uh, we had a good time. Then the rugby day out of the rugby was good. We had this one bit where, um, so we're in this pub in London, and it's like you know, I don't know, whatever time of night it was, but we were pissed up. And then my dad had gone outside for a secret sig, and then um, there's a few people outside in the sort of <laughs> And then all of a sudden, this like group of about, I don't know, say about 10 sort of youths just sort of came from all these different directions and came as if they were going to start like hassling people in the pub beer garden. Um, but then my dad being, my dad, he's like put his arm, arm around the biggest one and went, yeah, you're all right, lad. What's your name? What are you doing? Hey, are you having a good night? And all this. And then they, they're all kind of sensing on edge and he's like going, oh, this is my, this is my son. He's pointed to me. And then. My other brother came out and went, this is my other son. And then they all kind of went, ah, okay, maybe not. <laughs> I'm not going to fight that, that massive umpa in yeah, a pair of speedos. It's fucking mental. <laughs> he hates musical Yo, Johnny McBee and Samuel T, two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? It's time for the burning question. This episode's burning question is What caused a non violent altercation between you and a stranger? Uh, John, has anyone been in touch? Yeah, so a couple of people got in touch on Twitter. Uh, 904DadLife on Twitter said, I told the fine folks at Walmart to have a team building management meeting. I now have a two-year trespassing warrant. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't take that well. Not at all. (laughs) Geraldine Murphy on Facebook said, uh, I said the monarchy was an expensive drain on the economy. (laughs) Apparently someone didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think it's—I don't think it's arguable. They are an expensive drain on the economy. Yeah, it's just a fact. Yeah, whether you like them or not, you can't argue that that isn't true. No, I completely agree. Um, 
Momo Takamori got, got in touch on Twitter and he said, some idiot stranger ran over me, so I threw a grenade at him. It happened in an online game, so no one was actually hurt. That counts as non-violent altercation, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, tick, altercation, tick. No one actually hurt, tick. Yeah, yeah I think I think you've cleared the, the... It's a slightly bending the rules, but I'll give it to you. Yeah, well, it depends if, like, if it's one of those people who, when they lose at a computer game, like you did, just throw it through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was very, I won the oh. I won the game and my and Justin uh, not Justin who we know in Japan no. but another Justin who who also has temper issues <laughs> <laughs> kicked kicked a hole in the bedroom wall of another friend of ours <laughs> so it wasn't even his own bedroom <laughs> but it's all it's always good to bring it up I'm always happy to yeah. <laughs> to mention it <laughs> how about for you though. Um, yeah, well, actually, I had one uh, just recently. It was just a few weeks back. I went to Hakone, which is a popular sightseeing tourist spot near near Tokyo. We went and stayed there for one night. And in the evening, about 7 p.m., 8 p.m. maybe, went down to the conveni that was near the place we were staying to get a couple of drinks. And while I was looking at the fridges at the back, this guy, a Japanese guy, came over to me and he put his finger right in my face and gave me the kind of like fuck off sign. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you know, like, like the fucking get out of here. And I was like, what? The, you know, he didn't say anything. He literally just like fucking waved me off. I'm like, what the fuck? And I turned around and his wife was trying to use the ATM machine that was behind me. <laughs> and to be fair, I was sort of standing in her way a little bit. Yeah. But I was looking at the drinks, what to buy, and yeah, was yeah. completely minding my own business. And so I think, because it was a very touristy area, yeah. I, my theory is this, that he, he maybe lives near there and he gets sick of tourists coming in Um but you know, and they most of the tourists can't speak Japanese. Yeah. But <laughs> obviously, I've been I've lived here a long time, and he gave me the finger like the the fuck off finger with like a look of disdain. Yeah. So, so so I just gave him both barrels in Japanese <laughs> and said, "Who do you think you're waggling a finger at? Don't you think it's a little bit rude? Don't you think you should be saying sumimasen or shitsureishimas or something like that?" <laughs> and I gave it to him, and you could see him just kind of like go. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, oh god! I, normally, when I tell people to fuck off with my finger, they just fuck off. <laughs> I wasn't having it, so so it wasn't violent at all. But yeah, let's just say he he waggled his finger at the wrong person. Oh, good. That's what I like. I like that uh, sort of stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, yeah, and I'm happy to report in the end he gave me a begrudging uh, gomenasai, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry, yeah. and we left it at that. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say he won't be waggling his finger around too much yeah. in the foreseeable future. <laughs> uh, how about for you? I think, uh, I remember one time we went uh, camping, and there's a lot of us, and this campsite has like a play area for kids. And so this sort of huge family had rocked up and they'd got about three or four tents and they got like their own, like they'd made like a dining hall tent to the just massive, like they'd made their own like mini compound 
but they put it right next to the kids' play area. So all these kids are like running around, playing, jumping up and down, kicking balls and stuff. And um, one of the sort of older people in the group had told this kid to, you know, stop doing that. Like, he wasn't his kid. Like, you know, get away from his tent or whatever. Um, then he came so out. The, the, the kid in question, the kid in question wasn't part of your group, a different... No, just some kid. Um, but then this... So a random, another random, yeah, right. Um, but then this dad of the group uh, came across and we were just sat there drinking and he started giving it to different people. Like, we were, we were in our tent and then there was a tent next to us with people we didn't know. It was two women. Uh, and he came and he started having a go at us for our kids messing about and being near his tent, to which I pointed out they weren't our kids, so he could just, <laughs> like, I'm like, mate, <laughs> literally nothing to do with me. I don't know what you, and he's like, oh, it's just disgusting, you know. And I, I let him, you know, fair enough, mate, that's great. Thank you for sharing that with me, but they're not my kids, nothing to do with me. I don't know who they are, so what are you doing? And then, So then he went to the next tent, started having a rant at them, uh, and it turned out they were her kids. <laughs> But um, I got there eventually. But she she just uh, said to him, "Well, you've packed up next to a play area. What do you expect?" So this is the bit. Yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. bit that was impressive. He got like a real strop on, um, and then went back. And him and his sort of you know fifteen twenty members of his group, they unpegged all of their tents and lifted them to the other end of the field. So it was like a team effort. No way. So we sat there just drinking, watching them. It took him ages to like carry, you know sort of five or six big yeah, tents. Yeah. Uh, you know, like fifteen people round all holding it. Um just and then and then um you know they were all in the bottom corner of the field sulking and we all sort of turned the music up loud <laughs> and got all the kids to stand on top of the hill and dance at them and stuff and <laughs> Sounds good, and I, I bet you in that group, the 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 complaining group, I bet there was one person who said right at the beginning, "Oh, we shouldn't put the tent here yeah, because yeah. it's next to the kids' playground." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all weekend they were walk, walking around smug as <laughs> <laughs> smug as anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I told you that was a bad place yeah. to put the tent. Oh. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks for everyone who's involved. Thanks for those of you who got in touch for the burning question. If you want to get in touch, we're on Twitter, John and Sam in Japan. We have our own website and we're on Facebook. Uh, oh, John, did uh, did Liam, the journalist, get back to us no. with any updates? No, not as as of yet. But I have actually emailed his work email address to uh, see if we can <laughs> elicit a response. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's thinking, these... Like, who are these time wasters interfering <laughs> with my work day? <laughs> well, keep us updated, won't you? If <laughs> if he gets back to you, we'll report it in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, the next episode's burning question is, um, have you uh, been interrupted on the toilet? <laughs> so... <laughs> Tell us your funny stories. <laughs> Yeah, and any audio, of course, would yeah, be yeah. very welcome. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, I mean, I don't want to extend the burning question, but if one of us, if you have a family member who's on the toilet and you want to interrupt them <laughs> and record their reaction, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be welcome too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quickly, quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it's actually a crime to do that. So um, don't go get yourselves arrested. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not suggesting you do it at work or like at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, in your house. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Catch, catch you later. later. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.